Welcome to Jumpstart Business Builders. My name is Deanna and I am your business coach. At Jumpstart Business Builders, we are giving small business owners the tools to grow a six-figure business through basic business development, marketing and sales strategy, and so many more future growth tools. When you have a plan to launch and grow your business, you will generate six figures in revenue and dispel the myth that you are two to three years away from getting a paycheck. This is where the foundations of a new, struggling, or aspiring business owner begins. At Jumpstart Business Builders, your success is our business. Hey, y'all. Deanna here, your business coach, and we are onward and forward to episode 23. I can't believe it. So I had actually promised you guys this sales session not last week, but the week before, and I gently interrupted our podcast season with uh, an episode on overcoming trauma while running a business. If you have not had a chance to listen to that episode, I highly recommend you go back, especially just in recognition for National Wellness Month. Make sure you take a dive back. But as promised, we're going to move on to sales. So today we're going to talk about marketing strategy versus sales strategy. And this is an area or a scope of business that oftentimes gets mixed up. So I sometimes come across new clients or potential clients that will uh, just say, you know, we just aren't making any money right now. We need a new marketing plan. Or our marketing plan isn't really working and we're not making any money. So a lot of times when I hear somebody say, I just need a marketing plan or my marketing plan isn't working, I actually kind of nosedive in a little bit of a different direction. Yes, that really is the problem sometimes. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes the problem's even deeper. I mean, sometimes we have a major leadership issue that needs to be addressed before you're going to sell a dang thing. But for the most part, the bigger issue sometimes ends up being the sales strategy. So a lot of times your marketing plan is working great, but you're not selling anything because you don't really have a sales strategy. Or sometimes you have this excellent sales strategy and some customer will come to you or a potential client will come to you and you are prepared to sell to them because they came to you, but you're struggling to drive that traffic to you to get sales above and beyond what is coming directly to you. So you're struggling to get out there and find your potential client and draw them to you. So it can work one way or the other. The catch is I think a lot of business owners sometimes believe that marketing strategy is sales and that sales strategy is marketing. And so marketing sales are just very different in the scope of business but they are equally as important. That's why I wanted to bring these two together and merge them together and help you see how your business actually needs both. It needs a marketing strategy and a sales strategy. And when you marry those two, because again, they're equally important, when you marry those two, you will experience a different kind of success. So business is evolving Marketing and sales are two of the most critical components of your small business. And the two of these basically play a pretty pivotal role in achieving success as a business. I mean, if you are not attempting to reach a market with your product or service, then people don't know that they can buy your product or service, right? If you're just reaching out to the people that make it to you and that come to you directly and that that mistakenly find you, uh, then you're losing a ton of sales. Ultimately, your business 
has to have a marketing strategy and a sales strategy to succeed. Your business can't survive without bringing money in. There is a cost to doing business and without money coming in the door, you can't, you can't win at business, right? So again, it is common to use both of these terms, marketing and sales, interchangeably. And I hear it a lot with business owners, but they actually represent very distinct strategies and each one of these have a unique purpose and method. So understanding the difference between a marketing strategy and a sales strategy, I hope is gonna shed some light on how marketing and sales contribute to your company's growth and your bottom line. So let's start out first with marketing strategy. Your marketing strategy is building awareness and interest in your product or your service. Okay, so that's a short answer. Your sales strategy is converting that interest and the, the awareness of your product or service and turning that into revenue. Okay, do you see how closely related these are? So let's start with marketing. So we're gonna go through a few things that I hope are gonna help you to understand how your marketing is actually building the awareness and the interest into your product or service that will ultimately lead to a sale. So again, marketing, and you guys have heard this from me over and over again, whether it's our blog that you follow or you follow us on our podcast, marketing is an action that you are going to take in your business to inform educate and communicate your products and your services to your ideal buyer. So at its core, your marketing strategy is generating this awareness and interest in your product or your service or in your industry in general. And it encompasses a wide array of activities aimed at attracting your potential customer and establishes your brand's presence in your target market. So I'm going to give you five elements of your marketing strategy. Okay, you ready? Number one, Number one, you need to identify your target customer. The first step in creating a marketing strategy is to identify who your target customer is, like who wants to buy your product or service, who needs your product or service, who needs to be transformed by your product or service, whose life do you need to change because you have an amazing product or service. So with thorough market research, you can discover who your potential customers are. You will discover who they are by their behaviors, by their pain points, by what they desire, by what they value, by what they need. And knowing who your ideal customer is, is going to be helpful in visualizing and personalizing your marketing message to attract your buyers. So you're going to use your marketing message through your marketing channels, such as just a few of them, your social media, your email marketing, your website, your blog, and you're going to use your marketing message that targets a very specific person to attract them to your product or service, okay? Number two, creating a standout brand. Branding, again, is the heart and soul of your business. It's the unique identity that sets you apart from your competitors. Creating a standout brand is crucial to standing out above the noise today because you have competitors and you have people that are doing it really, really well and are selling the same thing that you are selling. So, your standout brand is going to include some things like your logo and your design, your colors that you've chosen, your fonts. All of those things are kind of basic, but it's also going to include your messaging, right? You've got to talk to the right person. It's going to it's going to include the experience that you're providing for your customer, right? Not too long ago, I did a quick reel in the airport on branding. And I was just leaving Vegas. And so branding was just like at the top of my mind because Vegas kills it in branding and marketing, okay? But we went to a hamburger place that 
has a very unique experience, I guess you can say. And it's called the Heart Attack Grill. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There's a few of them throughout the United States. Anyway, it's basically this place where you're going to go and you're going to eat a boatload of food. The joke is that they're going to give you so much fat and grossness that it's going to make you have a heart attack. So you're obviously not going to eat here often. But here's my point. If you can have a hamburger anywhere, why would you pay for an Uber Uh, including a tip and go 15 miles out of your way to have a hamburger. You wouldn't, right? But because the Heart Attack Grill has positioned themselves as a unique experience, people will go out of their way to experience this hamburger place. There was nothing fancy about the hamburgers, okay? But here's the catch. If you don't eat all of your food, then you're going to get spanked before you leave. Anyway, my son wanted to go to this place. That's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm really coming out from a standpoint of branding. That's what I mean by having a unique experience. So again, your logo matters, your fonts matter, your colors matter because you need to be able to stand out. Your messaging matters because that's what's going to attract the right person to your product or service. But then you need an experience because the experience that you provide with your products or services are what's going to help you to stand out and position yourself as unique in your market. You need that unique identity that's going to set you apart from your competitors. So just remember, you are not the only one that sells your product or your service, okay? Value-based content marketing, number three, value-based content marketing. Content marketing plays such a significant role in your marketing strategy. So creating valuable and relevant content is going to allow you to educate and inform your potential buyers as well as communicating about your products or services in your industry as a whole, even to your current buyers, right? Because retaining a current buyer is just as important as finding a new buyer. So content really has the best return on your investment. It's what allows you to provide value and take authority in your industry, take authority in your market because then you can become the trusted known voice or brand for a specific product or service. And you're gonna build that through content. That content can come through multiple forms, blog posts, videos, short form videos, which are really, really important right now, uh, social media posts, email marketing. These marketing channels allow you to, in a sense, take up real estate in your consumer's mind and you get to position yourself as their expert. So let me just touch base on that one really quick too when it comes to short form videos. Short form videos really are picking up steam on social media. And so this is an incredible tool for bringing awareness to your products or services. And if you are not using short form video, you need to. So that was a free tip today. You will get like 10 years down the road and you will remember that time that Deanna was like, you need to be doing short form video. And if you don't start doing it now, you'll get that far down the road and be like, shoot, I should have started that way back when. So just take that as my free tip for today. Okay. Number four, generate leads and cultivate future buyers. Marketing strategists have this emphasis on generating leads and leads are potential customers that have shown interest in your product or service and they will exchange an email address or other contact information in exchange for value as it relates to your product or service. So this is typically done through various trend channels like email marketing, social media advertising, SEO or search engine optimization if you're not sure what that is. And ultimately with lead generation, the goal is to convert that lead to a buyer. 
So the best way to nurture leads is through email marketing and email marketing truly has stood the test of time. We have some other episodes and blogs on email marketing and whether or not it's still effective. So make sure you go back and catch that episode if you have not heard that one yet uh, or jump on our blog and get that information there as well. But it email marketing has stood the test of time and it remains a very indispensable part of daily business activities. And as a small business owner who has owned a business for 15 years, I look back now and wish that I would have listened to experts way back when. I can think of a couple of them right off the top of my head. Michael Hyatt, Brandon Bouchard, Amy Porterfield, like all of them were saying even way back when, 2010 to 2012, even 2008 probably when I first started in business, that email marketing was going to be key for your success in business. And I can say that's an area I didn't take seriously. And so I'm thankful that we are doing that now and have for the last few years. But again, it's gonna be so critical in the lead generation process in general. So make sure that you are email marketing if you are not get this started and start collecting emails like stat. So the current state of email marketing and the effectiveness that it has in reaching and engaging audiences, even in the digital age, continues to evolve. And so it, it is something that you absolutely must have on your marketing strategy if you don't already. It's also very simple and it's a cost-effective way to nurture your leads and communicate with your audience. So you can find email marketing softwares and programs that you can even get started for nearly free. So there's no reason to not be doing it. Okay, number five, execute a marketing plan. How will your customers buy from you if they don't know that your products or services exist, right? So you want to be easily recognized and stay top of mind for current and potential customers. And the goal of branding, marketing, and advertising ultimately is to inform and educate and communicate to potential buyers about your product or service. So there's many ways to do this through running ads, hosting events, leverage your social media platforms, and again, short form video, right? So like, remember what I just said about email marketing, how I didn't take that seriously 15 years ago? I'm planting that same seed in you right now as it relates to short form video and video in general, okay? Go do it. <laughs> Just go do it. Learn, learn from me. Remember, I do. I, I learn things the hard way so that you don't have to. Again, leverage social media platforms, both personally and professionally. I believe that building your personal brand and connecting with people on a relational front and letting them get to know you is going to be critical for your marketing plan overall. Here is the kicker. Consistency will be the key to your marketing success. So if you want to build sustainable and scalable results in your business, consistency is what is going to build trust and credibility as a leader and as an expert in your industry. So when your marketing plan is executed consistently, your consumers begin to recognize your brand as reputable and it allows you to create relationships with current and potential consumers and they can trust you to show up with value, which ultimately in turn is going to create a desire to, to establish themselves with your product or your service, okay? Okay, so that was number five. Number five was executing your marketing plan. Let's dive into sales strategy. So remember, your marketing strategy is for building awareness and interest, but your sales strategy is taking that interest in your product or service that is generated through your marketing plan and lead generation and turning that into revenue. This is like the asking for money part. <laughs> so when people come to me and say, my marketing plan is awful, I need a new marketing plan because I'm not selling anything. Sometimes your marketing plan is just fine if you would execute it first of all, but second of all, if you would just ask for the dang money. So that's the short answer, but let's go ahead and dive in. 
building brand awareness is a great way to generate the interest in your products or services, but your sales strategy is centered around converting the results of your marketing efforts into actual revenue, money, dollars, okay? You have to have money to keep your business growing, to keep your business alive, to stay open, right? A sales strategy is actually much more tactical and it aims to guide you or your sales team towards your desired revenue goals for your business by making high level decisions in your business and taking action, executing, like doing the thing. This is the difference between six and seven figure entrepreneurs, okay? One of the biggest differences before, there was a lot of differences between a six and seven figure entrepreneur or business, but one of the biggest differences is that they just take action. They just do the thing. They just get it done, even if it's not perfect. They serve as they are able to serve and that they just keep growing and learning and improving, which allows them to keep growing and selling, okay? Let's look at what a sales strategy is going to entail. Number one, leads versus qualified leads. Not all leads are created equal. This is so important to know. A lead is someone who is just engaged with your company through an inquiry, maybe a networking event, a call-in, or by other means, whatever. They've just, they've engaged with your business somehow, and maybe they've given you their email address in exchange for something of value, okay? That doesn't guarantee that that lead will become a paying customer. This doesn't mean that they're gonna buy your product or your service. Qualified leads are someone that has submitted or responded to a set of criteria that has assessed their ability and readiness to make a purchase. So I want you to think of like times that you have filled out lead generation forms and they ask you questions like, how many employees do you have? What is your annual revenue? When they ask those two questions, they are qualifying you for their products or their services. If you don't meet a specific criteria, you just become a lead in their pipeline. But if you meet a certain criteria, let's say they're looking for businesses that have more than five employees and more than $500,000 in income, you now become qualified for that potential product or service that they are offering. Okay, does that make sense? You've probably filled out those forms before. I know I have, and so maybe that helps you to understand uh, why you're filling that out now because they are qualifying you. Are you a qualified lead or are you just a lead, right? A sales strategy, like a true sales strategy, actually involves finding your qualified leads based on criteria such as need for the product or service that you sell, their budget, can they even afford the product or service that you sell, the timeline necessary, like are you needing to make this purchase right now or is this something that you're looking at two years from now, as well as decision-making authority because sometimes you're filling out these forms but you don't even have the ability to make the decision on whether or not you qualify for these services. And so it's really important to find those qualified leads who needs your product right now, who has the budget for your product or your service right now, who is ready for your product or service like right now, and can they make the decision to do business with you? Those things are important. So leads versus qualified leads is number one. Number two is your sales process design. This involves creating a structured process that outlines how leads will be nurtured and converted into customers. This can take place through email automations, segmenting your client base or your leads, um, as well as other value-based campaigns if you're an online business or you convert leads to buyers through your website. So if your customer shops or visits your business at a physical location, then you should have a very clear process for your customer to make a purchase. So when they come into your store, they should know exactly how to do business with you and it should be very clear cut. Like they should not be looking for a register. And if you think about a brick and mortar store, do they ever hide the registers in the back of the store? No, 
I mean, are there places that, you know, like you could shop back at like the jewelry counter or, you know, back at shoes or, or whatever? Yes, sometimes there is, but there is always registers at the front of the store. It is not hard to figure out how to make a purchase, right? So you need a very clear process for a customer to make a purchase. And when you are an online business or a digital-based business, it can be much more difficult to create that process than if you had a brick and mortar location. So again, whether or not you own an online business or a physical business location, the sales process looks very similar in the form of making initial contact with your customer or potential customer, assessing their needs, what do they need, right? Does your product or service solve their problem or help them with what they need? Then you need to present an offer, overcome their objections uh, or negotiations if they're negotiating with you, and then close that deal, close the sale. The sales process should always include a very personalized follow-up process. Every business should have a sales process or a sales journey that leads to asking for the money and ends with a new relationship with your customer, right? That's the follow-up process. You're gonna build a relationship now, right? This is not collect your money and say, peace out, Girl Scout. Like, you need to ask them for the money and then build a relationship with them. And you're gonna do that through email, through personal connections, depending on the type of business that you that you have, uh, through coffee dates, through lunch dates. Like It depends on the type of business that you have and what you are selling, what level and capacity that you're selling at, as to what level of relationship that you need to have with your customer. But you need to know that when you collect that money, you are now beginning a relationship with a customer, okay? All right, number three, learning to ask for money. Equipping your sales team or yourself, if you are the sales team, with the necessary skills and product and service knowledge is critical. Anyone in charge of converting these leads to buyers are essentially in charge of keeping the business open and running and profitable. So maybe that's you and maybe that's a sales team. The sales team, even if it is just you, should feel confident, first of all, in why your company exists, how the company is set apart from their competitors and what they do. Like that's the golden rule of sales. This is the basis of all sales conversations, right? Why do you exist as a company? Like how are you making a difference in their life? How is it set apart from their competitors? What makes the experience with you or your products or services different from the competitors that are selling the same product or service? And what exactly do you do to serve your customers? Like that should be at the basis of all your sales conversations, solve their problem. The sales team or yourself should be trained with a sales strategy, right? Like if you are having to wing it every single time and you don't have a strategy in place, the sales process is going to take much longer. So you need to be evaluating how your sales strategy is set up and what needs to be done to automate that process a little bit without taking away the human component to sales. You need to continue that relationship process with your customers. So you don't want to completely remove yourself as a human, but it needs to be as automated as possible. The sales team needs to be able to effectively communicate the value proposition. They need to be able to address customer concerns and then make a recommendation for a product or service or package and then ask for the money. They need to be able to do all of those things. But sales trainings oftentimes forget when they're training you to you know, very specifically in how to ask for the money, they forget that sales can be emotional. And this oftentimes gets left out. So even the most experienced sales experts have a level of emotions when it comes to asking for money. So learning to ask for money is 
actually more than just a tactical strategy. Yes, you need a tactical strategy. Make sure you're doing all the right things and the right follow-up. But there is an art to overcoming the emotions and communicating with passion and persistence and confidence, despite the salesperson's own feelings about money. Okay, like they have to be able to communicate on behalf of your company and your products and your services despite their own emotions, right? So learning how to remove those emotions starts by just taking yourself and removing yourself from the like from the strategy, right? Remove yourself as a person, your feelings, and remember you're solving a problem for your customer. You're solving their problem. You're making their life better. And when you realize that you're making somebody's life better, asking for the money just became that much easier. Okay. Uh, number one, leads versus qualified leads. Number two, the sales process design. Number three, learning to ask for the money. Let's move into number four, building relationships. Building strong relationships with your customers is essential. And I believe that relationship building truly is the foundation to sales. It's equally as important to keep in touch with your current customers as it is to build strong relationships with potential customers. There's, got, there's a balance here. A well-crafted sales strategy includes events that allow for networking and connecting. And this is a major part of the overall plan. One of my favorite quotes from myself is selling is not about convincing people to buy from you. It's about authentically solving problems and sharing solutions that genuinely transform lives. So using your influence to build communities drives opportunities for networking and forming meaningful relationships. So don't forget the relational aspect to sales. Whether in personal or professional contexts, purposeful networking leads to collaboration, mentorship, new opportunities, and sales. It truly is the foundation to sales. Okay, number five, upselling and cross-selling. A sales strategy doesn't just end with collecting the cash. I kind of said this at the beginning as well. It involves identifying opportunities to upsell or cross-sell with additional products or services to existing customers that will allow you to enhance their experience while at the same time maximizes the revenue for your company, right? Have you ever driven through the McDonald's drive-thru and you order like a number seven and they ask you what you'd like to drink and you say a Coke and then they say, would you like to make that a large? And you just automatically say yes. It's like 70 cents more right? I almost always realize I don't need the extra 10 French fries and the extra four ounces of Coke. But why do we say yes, right? Like we just, we automatically say yes because it's really feels like it's not that big of a deal. But in the grand scheme of things on their profit margins, it's huge, okay? When you go to a sit-down restaurant and the waitress comes by and uh, takes your drink order and, and they always let you know what their specialty drinks are, right? Because specialty drinks cost a lot more. Well, then they bring you your, your food, well, after they bring your food, what do they ask you? Would you like any dessert tonight? How about dessert? My favorite is the strawberry cheesecake or the chocolate turtle cheesecake with drizzled with caramel and vanilla ice cream, right? You can't turn that down. So you spend $8 more, which increases how much they get in a tip and increases the amount of cash revenue going into the business that day, right? See what I'm saying here? But the customer won. They had amazing dessert. Like they're not mad when they leave. Everybody's happy. The waitress wins. You win because dessert was phenomenal. And the business wins as a whole. All right, follow-up. 
Follow-up is so important after a sale. Even if your customer is not ready to buy from you again today, you can still nurture that customer towards new products and services that will ultimately provide newer, improved experiences with your products or your services. So they might not be ready for that upsell today, but you will continue showing them how the additional products or services can continue to improve their experience with your business or with your products or your services. Okay, let's summarize that. Let's bring it all together. Marketing and sales are very different, but the two play a role together. Both are equally as important and both are needed. So while marketing strategy and sales strategy have distinct focuses, they are very closely intertwined. So effective collaboration between your marketing strategy and your sales strategy or your marketing team and your sales team is critical for your success as a business. These two teams should be in very close contact and in direct communication for the best results over implementing and executing a marketing plan resulting in sales revenue and increased profit into your company, okay? Marketing efforts, again, they lay the foundation by generating interest from potential customers as well as current customers sometimes and generating those leads. And then the sales team can take those leads that are generated and convert them into buyers for revenue into your company. Feedback from the sales team can provide critical data, very valuable data and analytics and insights to refine marketing strategies and messaging. So you need that sales team to provide feedback to your marketing team. Because if they aren't seeing the numbers that they wanna see, we need to go back to the marketing team and say, what do we need to improve over here? That's how you know, right? If you're not seeing the numbers that you desire, go back to your marketing team and reassess. Crafting your marketing strategy to create awareness and interest, complementing that with a well-defined sales strategy is going to allow you to convert leads into customers. This is where small businesses win. This is where they achieve sustainable growth and lasting success, is by understanding the difference between your marketing strategy and your sales strategy. If this is an area of your business that you are desperately needing some help on, jump on over to our website, jumpstartbb.com and book your marketing and sales bootcamp. It's a two-day session that we come into your business and host, or you come into ours and we host it here, or we join you online, whatever works best for you. But you can schedule your private event for your business to discover the differences between marketing and sales strategy, how to pull the two together in a way that works and drives value first and foremost to your customer, but also maximizes the revenue and profit in your company. Everybody wins when the marketing and sales strategies align. I am checking out for today. I'm Deanna. I am your business coach over at Jumpstart Business Builders. It's been a blessing today to talk to you about marketing and sales. Be sure to go back and visit previous podcast episodes where we are continuously driving free value to help you grow your small business. Checking out for today. We'll chat with you guys next week. Thank you for tuning into today's session. I am thankful for small business owners just like you that have a heart to change the world with your products and services. For more support in your business ventures, visit jumpstartbb.com. As always, I hope you have identified something that you can implement right away to take your business to the next level. Until next time, signing off, your coach, Deanna.